This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network, Monzo Malusis back with you, Moose. And uh, it's been a minute. It's been a little while. Saratoga has been rained out seemingly every day. If you look at the cards, there's look at race four, seven, and nine are off the turf. And, and these races are off the turf. And it's been uh, after a year last year in 2022, in which I think only 10 or 12 races were washed off the grass. It seems like every day this year, there's been some bad luck uh, with some storms finding that little town up in New York. And uh, you were away. Well-deserved family vacation. Moose, we're getting the updates on Twitter of the Malusis family vacation, Disney and Universal. So um, while you were away, you did give out some good winners on social. So we appreciate that. Good job out of you. And glad we're back here. And it's Travers Saturday, five grade one events, including the grade one Travers with all three winners from the Triple Crown Series, Moose. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I love Travers Day. I'm going to be up there uh, with my dad this weekend, annual uh, dad-son trip that we do. So looking forward to it and looking forward to what should be Hopefully not a, a chalk fest uh, up at Saratoga on Saturday, but uh, love the love the Travers. And as you mentioned, it's smallish field when you're looking at the Travers this year, but uh, not without a lot of talent and ability. And I think it's going to set up to be a fantastic. Well, if you win race. some of this money on Moose's tremendous picks, let's be honest, Moose's firing out winners left and right. You take that money, you go to the bet room. At one, at one winner of two picks. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the entire meet. You've been on fire. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You take that. that money to the Bet Rivers <laughs> Casino app uh, and certainly make some more money doing that, Moose. And look, there's five grade one races, race sevens, where we're going to start the grade one forego, Moose. And um, look, there's two really short horses in this red gun night who you know I love, Elite Power, who's turned into the one one of the best sprinters in the country for Bill Mott, Pipeline Synthesis, and uh, High Oak, uh, owned by our friends Mike and Lee and uh, certainly looked like the high oak of his old self last out running at six furlongs at the spot with Katie Davis moves 30 to one here. Gunite six to five elite power shorter than that. I'm assuming you're going to land on one of those two moves. Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I know, I, I think I expect you to land on gunite. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I think elite power is the best horse in the race. I mean, in all honesty, and um, there's nothing not to like about what he's been able to do. Trained by Mott, ridden by Irad Ortiz, coming off the victory in which he ran Gunite down um, in in the slop at six furlongs earlier in the meet up at Saratoga, ran a 108 buyer speed figure, two for two at Saratoga, two for two at the distance. Uh, I don't think the, the stretch out to seven furlongs is going to be an issue. I think it actually might be a little bit helpful uh, to elite power. Um, one to two on the morning line. I, I just don't I, – I think the only two horses that can win the race are Gunite and elite power. I think that's it. 
Uh, I don't think anyone else can. Um, so I respect High Oak. I, you know, I'm going to be rooting for obviously our buddies Lee and Mike, um, and he's also trained by Bill Mott. They're taking a shot. Respect the fact that they're taking a shot. Maybe he could fill out the exotics at a big price. I just don't think anyone else uh, in the field is on the level of the two or the three. I'm going to side with the one to two shot on the morning line. That being the uh, elite power, who I think is, uh, you know, the best sprinter that we have. In yeah, America. I mean, look, we've seen horses like Cody's Wish, uh, you know, not run his best at Saratoga. Hell, we even saw the great American Pharaoh uh, defeated. So I'm going to play against elite power. I'm not going to pick High Oak on top. I do think Gunnett's going to win. I'm going to toss elite power for the money. I'm going to think that he's going to bounce a little bit. And then we'll see what happens. And I'm going to use High Oak underneath, who, who I think, one, runs his best at Saratoga. We've seen that as a two-year-old going back two years ago and then coming back this year uh, with Katie Davis flying down the lane. So for a horse that showed very little interest after his horrific spill running at Gulfstream and Aqueduct and Belmont, all of a sudden he picks up a mount at Saratoga. It looks like the High Oak that we were hoping to see at two and three. Um, 30 to one on the morning line. That's a big price. I expect him to fly, be flying late. I think this is his track. I'm not saying he's going to win the race, but you give me that Gunite High Oak Exacta where you're going to maybe get 6 to 5, 7 to 5 on top with a big price underneath. That's going to be my main play in this race. I respect Lee Power. I, I expect him to run well. I'm just taking a chance against the price. You were talking about how it's going to be a chalk fest. I'm going to hope it's not. We've seen Saratoga's called the Graveyard of Champions. Um, I'm going to think that. I'm going to play on the idea that he's going to bounce a little bit. So the 2-1 exacta, that's going to be my What What do you think Gunite, when the gate's open, what do you think Gunite is on the board? 7-5. 75, and then High Oak's going to be like, you know, 30-1. to one. I don't think High Oak's going to move that much. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, yeah, I, I think Gunite could actually be 8-5. Even better, I'll take it. I think... I think all the money is going to go on elite power, to be honest with you. And I, I think he deserves that oh. kind of respect. Uh, I, I, You know, so if this is the – you look at it, Gunite maybe gets helped out by the, the stretch out to seven furlongs. Uh, maybe that helps him out a little bit. You and I both thought he was home in the Vanderbilt. But um, six to five on the morning line, I think you're going to get better odds from than that on Gunite when the gate's open. I, I – if I had to guess, I think Elite Powers. I think Elite Powers one to five. I think Gunite. I think Gunite is eight to five when the gates open. I mean, look, if that's the case, that's a that's a pretty big win bet, and I'm looking forward to playing that exacta. So, um, moving on, the next Grade One event on Saturday on Travers Day is the Jerkins Grade One Seven Furlongs on the Dirt Moose and. A lot of familiar faces here. Verifying, who I know you liked in the past. Fort Bragg, who we both liked in the past. New York Thunder, who uh, really freaked last out amid some controversy. And Arabian Lion for Bob Baffert and Woody Stephen Winter. Um, a lot of speed in this race. A lot of quality horses. Where'd you land? Yeah, I, I landed on a horse that, you know, you mentioned that I like. I, I landed on the three verifying at four to one on the morning line. I, I like to cut back in distance. I think this, I, I you know, I think this three-year-old is finally going to start doing what he wants to do, which is, which is running short. I mean, I think, you know, one turn mile would be good for him. He's four to one on the morning line. And um, I think the Brad Cox trainee, you mentioned that there's going to be a lot of speed. You know, Arabian Lion wants to go to the Fort Bragg. 
I think this race sets up for for uh, verifying the three uh, to really sit off the pace, finish strong down the lane uh, for Brad Cox and and uh, Gaff Leone or Flavion Pratt, I should say. Uh, coming off, uh, you know, a nice victory in the Indiana Derby. I mentioned like the cutback, one for one at Saratoga. Uh, the son of Justify, give me the three verifying. So if you remember, when when we looked at New York Thunder, <laughs> it, it was just a remarkable performance that day and, and blew everybody out of the water, including uh, Drew's Gold, who was really short in that race. Um, it was really impressive. Fort Bragg, I, I really loved in the Pat Day Mile. You picked him in the Dwyer. Both had a lot of history there. Verifying beat uh, may beat Tappet Trice. I'm sorry, he did not. He beat Disarm. That's who it was. Beat Disarm in the past. He's beat a lot of really good horses. I like the outside horse Arabian Lion because I think he can rate as well. And we've just seen the damage Baffert does when he sends these horses to New York, especially now when he pairs with Johnny Velasquez, who's become one of his go riders, if not his go rider. Uh, I think this horse is going to be able to set the trip. I don't think this horse necessarily needs the lead. You saw that in the Woody Stevens last out. Um, I think this is this is the horse I thought that was was going to do really big things this year, and he's doing it in weird stages. But but I think this horse is going to be two to one. I think the price is going to stay. I actually think New York Thunder is going to end up being favored in this race, uh, based off that last performance. You know, a little horse for the course situation, ridiculous by as you would say. You, expect, I'm sure you expect that horse to to bounce the high heavens. That's the Melusis expression. Yeah, I would think so. When you look at New York Thunder going from a 97 to a 110, but there was going to something to make the argument that you know he's setting up, or that the the son of Nyquist is now going to turn into being one of the better sprinters in in all of North America. I don't I don't know if I necessarily look at it that way. I I think there's going to be a regression in the five New York Thunder at five to two on the morning line. I don't think if, if you didn't have them in the Amsterdam, I don't know if you're necessarily loading up on New York Thunder on Saturday at Saratoga. No, especially after that performance. How could he run any better than that? You know, no, he's saying? unbelievable. So, um, so Arabian Lions, my topic. I'm going to use verifying. I'm going to use Fort Breck. I'm going to toss New York Thunder just based on that premise. Now, not, that's not going to get you an overwhelming amount of money in return, but. Um, you know, I think that's. I think for me, that's the smart play. I I, I would maybe key those horses with the Arabian line as well. Um, I'm a little worried about Fort Bragg because he always seems to run well. Um, but Arabian line is going to be my top pickers. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm going with verifying the three on top. I'm going to use the four and the six underneath. Um, I'm tossing Drew's gold. Um, not in on New York Thunder. I'm going to try and get him out of the exotics, but. Uh, I'm going to go with the old three, four, six uh, in the Jerkins race nine on Saturday up at Saratoga. Race 10 is the grade one ballerina. A lot of seven furlong races today, Moose, and uh, they're being run on the dirt. A lot of really good horses here. Matarea, a uh, horse that we've liked in the past. Wicked Halo, Echo Zulu, who uh, as a four-year-old looked ridiculously dominant last out at Saratoga. Good night, Olive, your champion from last year, who, uh, you know, had a, a really unfortunate trip running at Churchill two back, but came back to win the Bed of Roses, but not in overly impressive form. So um, maybe that's something you look at. Did you land on Echo Zulu off that last performance? Yeah, performance or probably. I mean, I, I you know, the last time and, and we looked at the Honorable Miss that weekend uh, and I went with Frank's Rockette and I could have been more wrong. And you were all over Echo Zulu that day and. Echo Zulu won that race and won it for fun, winning it by seven and a quarter lengths with the 112 buyer speed figure. 
very, very impressive. So it's hard for me to look at it and say to myself that anybody else in this race, I think she's doing what she, exactly what she wants to do, which is sprinting. I didn't love the stretch out. You know, yeah, I do like Mataraya. I think she's just a cut below. Um, you know, I respect a horse like Wicked Halo. I think she's a cut below. Caramel Swirl, who you and I have liked in the past for Mott, Alvarado, and Godolphin. Uh, very, very talented, well-bred uh, daughter of Union Rags. I think it's just cut below. I think Wicked. I think when you look at Echo Zulu, I think she's uh, doing exactly what she wants to do. Yeah, look, I think there's a good amount of speed in this race. Um, I don't know if that means anything. We saw that last out with Echo Zulu. I, I use Goodnight Olive on top, who just always runs her race, gets A-level connections with Irad and Chad Brown. I know those speed figures may not be up there with Echo Zulu for the most part, but, you know, I think there's enough speed in this race where maybe you keep Echo Zulu uh, honest. And I'm not going to say she bounces like like you would say, but you think, you're telling me you're expecting anything better than a 112? I, it's hard for me to believe that. No, but I think, you so, could, I think she could regress and still win the race. Oh, for sure. I I, can, I, I agree with you. I'm going to think Echo uh, Goodnight Olive is actually going to run better. Maybe her best run of the year. I think she's going to get the setup, and it's going to be those two horses coming down the stretch. You can go either way. You know, neither horse would surprise me. Obviously, the two shortest horses in the field. Goodnight Olive, nine to five on the morning line is my topic. Going to use Echo Zulu underneath, and I'm going to go inside to Mataraya for Flavian Pratt, Brad Cox, who uh, it just consistently performs, hits the board just about every time. You know, the connections are great. Uh, Pratt's winning 18% at Saratoga. Chad Brown's winning 23%. Mataray is a very honorable horse. So my top pick, good night, Olive. Your top pick, Echo Zulu. And as I was saying, this podcast consistently, make sure you box those two. Yeah. Uh, no, I can see that. I'm just – I don't think – I think you might see a little bit of regression, confidence in Asmussen, third start of the layoff, Florent Giroux aboard, um, you know, has had some maintenance works uh, since that performance up at Saratoga, August 5th. You know, four furlongs at 51 and two, then five furlongs at 102 and four. Um, you know, I, I, I just think she's going to, I think she's going to put on a show uh, again, once again. Uh, you know, I would use uh, Mataraya uh, underneath. Uh, you talked about Mataraya before. I would also use Caramel Swirl the eight um, as well uh, underneath for uh, in when you're looking at, when you're looking at the ballerina. Race 11 at Saratoga, the grade one sword dancer moves. And I'm going to say something to you. I probably said to you three years ago. You believe Channel Maker is still running this race? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Nine-year-old gelding. I mean, it is amazing what it is amazing what's going on with uh, and how and she and he continues to win. I mean, the gelding, uh, nine-year-old gelding for Bill Mott. It's crazy what Channel Maker's been able to do. Manny Franco coming off the victory in the Bowling Green, a great two at a mile and three-eighths. You know, is there, has answered the call every time. I think with that victory of the Bowling Green, is going to be able to go to the Breeders' Cup. It's remarkable uh, what Channel Maker's been able to accomplish over the course of his career, Average, uh, you know, earning nearly $4 million in 54 starts. As you mentioned, the nine-year-old Gelding putting up a 99 buyer last out uh, at the spa. 10 for 54. I mean, that's, this horse has run 10 for 54 times. With 10 wins, 54 tries. How often do you see a horse running grade one events that's run 54 times most these days? Dude, it's yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it, it really is. You, you don't see it. I mean, you don't see it. But it, it shows you the horseman that not is, you know, being sound and, you know, the ability of obviously, you know, 
Uh, there's no future in the breeding shed for Channel Baker being a gelding, and you know he's still he's still winning races. I mean that's it. He's not embarrassed himself this year. Uh, you look at his you look at his all five of his races finished seventh, four, six, tenth, and then won the Bowling Green, a Grade Two up at Saratoga. Uh, it's just a you know it's a, a remarkable career. Do you remember who won the bowl? Who won this race last? year? I do not. Who won the race last year? We both had it. We both played it well. Goofo. Oh, Goofo. That's right. Big flying down the stretch with Rosario. Loaded at the top. Loaded at the top of the stretch. We we're both big Goofo fans. Great name, Goofo. For all the compliments and accolades we just paid the channel maker, unfortunately, it's very tough for me to pick him in this scenario. Um, you know, he, he is speed. He's going to go to the lead. That's pretty much his game. That's when he's done the best. I'm going to take a little bit of a shot here. Um, this is a horse that you've liked in the past. I'm sure you're going to say this horse is a money burner. I like the inside horse, Soldier Rising. Um, out of Frankel, 4 for 18. Has done his best running at Saratoga. That's the one thing I want to look at. I know last out wasn't overly impressive, but a little bit of a, a, a trouble trip. Bumped. If you look at the notes, checked. If you watch the race, the horse certainly did have to check a couple times. But always makes that move late. And always comes flying. It doesn't matter if the pace is hot. It doesn't matter if the pace is slow. Um, and you're going to get Jose Ortiz, who I think is turning into it, turning into. He's not young anymore. Jose Ortiz is one of the best turf riders in America. I, I believe that. Um, I think he recognizes pace. He's not one of those that settles in and uh, lets them go 50 and just sits all the way back. Like you see Joel Rosario and some of these other riders do so many times. So uh, a little bit of a price here in Soldier Rising. I'm going to use him on top. The outside horse uh, Stone Age is going to be very short, uh, six to five on the morning line, probably shorter than that based on the connections and some of the running lines this horse has done. I'm on the inside horse, Soldier Rising. I'm curious if uh, you know you went back to the well or you finally went elsewhere. No, I went, I went elsewhere, and I, I think Stone Age deserves to be six to five on the morning line. Chad Brown, Flavion Pratt, we talked about Stone Age when you know he's running over in, in Ascot last, you know, last fall. Uh, you know, and, and comes over here now trained by Chad Brown. Uh, there's there's nothing not to like about the son of Galileo. Um, I'm going to go with another Euro invader. I'm going to go with the three Bolshoi Ballet, um, who have watched run a number of times for Aiden O'Brien. John Velasquez has kind of become one of the riders that uh, especially Joseph or Aiden O'Brien end up going to Veteran rider obviously knows Saratoga really, really well. Look at the time form ratings, 117 um, in Newberry, uh, finished third, beaten by a head in a group, in a group three. Um, might be a little short, you know, or a little bit, uh, I would say my Uncle Pete would say a little bit cheap when you're looking at the fact of, of the races and the company that he's kept up with running in Linkfield and Navon and Newberry and Ascot. Uh, however, I, I do trust that Aiden O'Brien sent him uh, sending him over here with uh, with a purpose. Five to one on the morning line. Uh, you saw an O'Brien horse run really, really well. Joseph O'Brien horse run really, really well on Thursday uh, in the turf stake race. He ended up finishing, I believe, third that day. Um, I think Bolshoi by LA. I'm going to take a shot at five to one on the morning line. I do like Soldier Rising. I've talked about Soldier Rising before in the past. I agree with you. I think he's a little bit of a money burner. Uh, I don't think you're going to get the uh, Bowling Green performance out of Channel Maker. Can't go with Daunt. I don't think there's a lot in this race outside of Stone Age, uh, Bolshoi Ballet, and Soldier Rising. 
No, I completely agree, and that's why I ended up going with uh, a horse who I think could be a little bit of an overlay uh, looking at this race. Now moving on to the Travers Moose, and this is one of those races where we look forward to it all year. It's one of those races post Triple Crown that we we really take you know zone in on. Amazed, great horses have run this race in the past. Just remember Arrogate's performance a couple of years ago, um, just remarkable and. Um, it's a great race at Saratoga. We all look forward to it. And I think we have a really good edition of it here in 2023. Forte leads him out 7-5 in the morning line. You're one of your best uh, three-year-olds right now in the country, Archangelo. Your Belmont yeah, winner. Question, uh, right. The question is, though, are you rolling back with Disarm after the fourth-place finish in the Jim Dandy and you were heartbroken where he was 9-2? to two. Now there is an equipment change. Blinkers going on. That's a Monzo special. He's a tantalizing eight to one on the morning line. Are you going with Disarm? I'm not going with Disarm. Oh, no. I'm moving away from Disarm. Uh, Dabble. Will there be a spring? Oh, no. There'll be be, be plenty of dabbling. I will be dabbling. Yes. He will be used underneath. Um, The the equipment change, my angle with that is typically you. You know, what I like is when a horse is running well and they had blinkers, they think the horse is close. I've said that a million times in this podcast, or they take blinkers off or whatever. I just, that last race, he really had no excuse. I mean, he ran a good race, but he was fourth best. You know, he, he ran good. The buyer speed figure was solid. He was fourth best in that race. Um, there was nothing. I couldn't look at Rosario and be like, well, I could have done this differently. I don't think there was any. Look, you could look at the slop. Maybe he didn't love the slop, but he ran Two back in the mat, winning the slop and, and beat verifying. So it wasn't a, a complete issue. I felt very confident in disarm going into the dandy, and uh, I left disappointed. That's the bottom line. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at Mage, who's four to one. Uh, now there is a switch. If you look at the daily racing form, Louise Size is riding. He's currently Hercules, Flavian Pratt. That's a tremendous switch, if you ask me. Uh, for, uh, a rider that recognizes pace, recognizes when to go. Gets the best out of his horse every time. Uh, I'd loved, you know, the Preakness, I thought Mage, I I understand he was up against it. Um, I didn't think it ran particularly well. Obviously, we know what he did in the Derby, in the Florida Derby, where he just missed with uh, Forte. Uh, I thought the Haskell, he ran really well. I, I, he just, you know, in a race where Go Rocket uh, Rod, who I think you liked that day, um, just was was out of his mind. I thought Mage was battling and running as hard as he can to get second in a in a track that doesn't really play to horses coming off the pace. So I just was really impressed by that. The speed figure was nice at Mammoth. He's coming in here with some solid works, been working up at Saratoga, which I like. And you're getting four to one in your Kentucky Derby winner. So uh, you know that's that's what I really like. I don't understand how Archangelo, who is you know your Belmont winner and ran very well that day is shorter than Mage. So I am going to play Mage, who I think might be a little bit of an overlay. The overlay of the day that day is going to be Tapich Rice, who's 12 to 1 in the morning line. You know, I think that's an absolute must-use underneath in Exotics because if that horse just returns to any of his form, the Belmont form, you're going to get a little bit of a price underneath. But Mage is going to be my top pick. I'm certainly going to use Disarm underneath. I'm so, I, I respect all these horses. You know, these this is we talked about it in the start of this podcast. I mean, these, this is the three horses – that won the Triple Crown Series all in the same race. I'm excited to see it. I'm going back to your Kentucky Derby winner in Mage. Yeah, I, I think Scotland's interesting at 12 to 1 on the morning line. I think you're, you know, disarm at 8 to 1 on the morning line. Maybe he puts to get all together with the blinkers going on. 
Baltimore could Baffert steal it with speed. You know, we've seen it before. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think National Treasure is that good. I mean, I know well, the Preakness. I don't think it was a great rendition of the Preakness this year. I don't think the buyer speed figures are there. Like if National Treasure wins the race, I think he's got to he's got to run a new top high, or there's got to be severe regression in other horses. Listen, Forte deserves to be. Every bit of seven to five on the morning line. You give the son of violence a ton of credit. He doesn't like to lose. He always gives you honest effort. He's always there at the end. There's always the criticism of Forte. You know, hasn't improved as a three-year-old. We've heard all that. Uh, you know, great performance in the Jim Dandy. Uh, there's no question about it. And, you know, kept him up, even though Irad was doing what Irad likes to do in the stretch that day. Uh, aboard Forte. Um I was between the two and the four, Archangelo and Mage. Um, Archangelo's been trading like a beast up at Saratoga. He really has been. Uh, looks every bit the son of Arrogate, every bit of the Belmont winner. Um, you know, Jen Antonucci, a great story. Javier Castellano. I'm going to side with Mage, even though, you know, no Luis Saez, Flavian Pratt hops on a board. Uh, you know, that 105 buyer speed figure in the Kentucky Derby, second start off of the break after the Preakness. Uh, you know, they talked about the Haskell uh, being a setup race. You know, this about Mage. You know, he's a push-button horse, but you got to time it perfectly because if you don't time it perfectly, and it was timed perfectly in the in the Derby, you have what happened in the Haskell to Mage, where he gets run down by Go Rocket Ride, um, or he gets outdueled by Go Rocket Ride, or you have what happened in the Florida Derby, where he got ran down by Forte, and he was kind of spinning his wheels late in the lane. Now, is Flavion Pratt going to time his ride perfectly? We'll find out. It's a mile and a quarter race. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to give you. He's going to get pace some pace to run into. I don't think there's any doubt that uh, he's going to fire. I have no question about that. The question I have, though, is when they when Flavion Pratt pushes that button on Mage and he gives you that tremendous acceleration, does he time it perfectly to be able to hold off all the, the late closers like an Archangelo? That's a good point. And look, if the one thing sometimes Flavian does, he hits that button a little early. Yeah. You know, he tries to make that early move. And play catch me if you can, and with a with a field like this, some of these horses can catch you. Yeah, so sure, uh, I mean, I, I think Archangelo is going to sit the trip right by the speed, and we'll find out if you know the Belmont was the real deal. I, I think it's a fantastic race because you've got, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you got the Belmont winner, the Preakness winner, the Kentucky Derby winner. Uh, a lot of people, you know, in the around the Naira circuit, believe. And, and neither one, and none of them are favored. No, none of them are favored, and a lot of people believe that Archangelo's the the best three year old on the you know on the grounds up at Saratoga. He's the most talented three year old. Well, we'll find out in 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 the the Travers if if that is indeed the case. I think a horse you mentioned about Tappet Trice at twelve to one on the morning line, just because it's Mott Alvarado, uh, good magic son, late developing. Uh, I think you got to use Scotland. At twelve to one on the morning line, especially after that work, August twentieth, you know, best of sixty nine in forty seven and two uh, up at Saratoga uh, on the training track on the Oklahoma training track, which historically, you know, has been really, really deep. I mean, that is a, a sensational work, uh, and you're seeing the buyer speed figures ascending eighty six, ninety four, ninety four, ninety nine. Mott's not running them unless he believes he's got a shot. Uh, he just doesn't throw stuff up against the wall. I think you got to use the 12 to 1, uh, the 7 uh, Scotland underneath. It's hard to toss a lot of horses on this. I think my big take 
or if I'm if I'm going to look at a horse that I'm going to toss out of my exotic exotics, I'm going to toss National Treasure out of my exotics. All right, Moose, great stuff out of you, man. Uh, we're both on Mage in the Travers. That's our top pick. Uh, we both liked a lot of the same horses in these big races, so hopefully we're on the right horse. That'll do it for betting the ponies. Uh, make sure to check out uh, our social media pages for picks for the rest of the Saratoga card and the other stakes to races throughout the entire Saturday throughout the country, uh, racing at Mammoth Park, Mammoth racing at Del Mar. So uh, make sure to check out our social media pages for uh, picks for those races as well. From Mark Malusis, I'm Monzo, Brian Monzo. This is Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.